All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Make the Grade podcast. I am Steve Green. I have an excellent, excellent guest today. I think actually all my guests are excellent, but today's guest is, is super double excellent. Um, she's got a really interesting story to tell. And I think some really interesting ideas that you can use to put into action. So let me introduce Holly Fagan. Holly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I am excited. Let me tell the world a little bit about you, okay? So Holly Fagan, aka the Holly Hustle. I love it. Love the name. A business and personal life coach. She helps business owners and entrepreneurs overcome roadblocks and challenges to get them where they want to be in their professional and personal lives. Focuses on mindset through one-on-one personal coaching to talk strategy acts as a sounding board rather than rather that need to kick in the butt to get them moving, holding them accountable to truly follow their passion, regardless of the industry. She also specializes in personal life coaching for those who need breakthrough guidance throughout tough times in everyday life. So I'm going to, we're going to get into this more. I'll tell you a little bit more about her in two seconds. Um, but I think this is really applicable no matter where you are, whether you're a student in fourth grade, eighth grade, 12th grade college or in life is all really valuable stuff. She's also a real estate investor. How about that? Owns smaller multifamily, manages flips and flops and fixes them up. Active in the syndication world. Syndication, like TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Acquiring and investing in large multifamily apartment buildings and running monthly networking events in multifamily masters NJ chapter. Educating and bring value to those interested in real estate. Real estate always uh, not making any more of it, right? I forget who said that. W.C. Fields? One of those people. She's from Jersey City, New Jersey, and I have a personal history in Jersey City, which we may or may not get into today. Uh, growing up with not much other than street smarts for self-made success, and that's what drives her to delight for those who think that just because either financially or geographically or otherwise, mentally they can't overcome things, success is just in the cards for them. So aside from real estate, Holly loves to have fun, travel over 10 countries. Can you name them all? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as <laughs> island, you could just sing the Beach Boys song. That's a Ruba Jamaica. Oh, there you go. Oh, I like that. Kokomo. Yeah. Um, and loves playing and watching sports. Having run track, played basketball, D1 softball. Wow, so much talent. And creatively, she likes art, taking pictures, a New York Giants fan. And his mom to a Yorkie Gino, the hairy Italian dog, right? So a lot to start with here. So let, let, let's um, let me just get into a little bit of your history, okay? So uh, you grew up in Jersey City, beautiful Jersey City. Um, as I like to say, the best part of Jersey City is the view of the Statue of Liberty. Um, maybe there's something else I don't know about, but uh, I student taught in Jersey City. I think I told you that. Mm-hmm. I was a, a young, impressionable uh, graduate student. They sent me to Jersey City to student teach and do my internship to become a principal. Yeah, about that. PS 32 or 3. I should know the number. Southernmost end of Jersey City, right on the border with even more beautiful Bayonne. Bayonne, as they say it up there, Bayonne. Bayonne. <laughs> yeah, we say Bayonne down here. But anyway, whatever. So let's just talk about your journey a little bit, because I think you've worn a few different hats, right? And, um, you know, coaching is a broad, broad thing. And clearly, uh, you have the expertise and the talent to do it. But you want to just kind of, you know, give us a little story how you got to the point that you're at? Sure. Yeah. So um, like I said, yeah, I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. I grew up there. 
Um, and like you said, you know, it's funny when I tell people that they're like, you grew up there because no one wanted to live there when I was there. <laughs> and uh, it's changed. No around. offense to Jersey City, of course. It's, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. And like, yeah. And I don't think I you actually, could afford to live there anymore. The real estate went yeah, up, 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 I know. up, up. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up there, though, it kind of gave me a little bit of an edge with the street smarts. So I'll say that. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And I always, I was always into sports growing up. Um, you know, like I said, I played D1 softball and I, I love sports, love the Giants, huge fan. Um, and yeah, so I started out of college. I, I mean, I, I double majored. I was I actually started in finance um, because I interned at UBS for a long time. I was one of the few that stayed from uh, one of my classmates that got us jobs because his mom was the CIO of the company. <laughs> you, you, and, uh, uh, for those who don't know, that's a uh, financial services company. Yes, financial services. So I, and then when I graduated, the stock market tanked in 2008 for college and they wouldn't even hire me. So Hmm. I got creative and went into marketing. So thankfully I did have, I didn't, I had two degrees. I had finance and marketing in college. Um, I liked that creative side. And then I got into the market research field. I still have my job today within market research. So I work from home doing that. And then, um, what I wanted to do is I, I needed something more. Like I just, I wanted passive income, you know, um, I didn't want to have to worry about working my whole life. And I just liked the edit and the idea of that. So I went out and I bought my first property as an investment. Um, so I, I still have it today, actually. I was just there earlier. Uh, so just a condo in Jersey city, but then um, it was a couple, like I had a, this real estate, like piece of, of mail that came in the mail and they were like, Oh, figure out how to fix and flip houses. So did that, went to it. Of course, it wasn't free. <laughs> they never um, are in the end. <laughs> but uh, I signed up for the classes and I, I took some classes and figured out how people do this in the real estate world. Like they they use, you know, other people's money. I'm sure we have a lot of heard of yes, that. Yes. Leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so fast forward, I've done a couple fix and flips. I've done some renovations. I own a couple properties myself. Um, and I moved into traveling a bit to go to syndication events. And now syndication is investing in larger multifamily apartments. So that's when you have like a hundred plus units that are out there uh, Mm -hmm. in the States. So I am the New Jersey chapter leader for that to uh, multifamily masters where I put on events as a, a monthly, a monthly event. And I, it's just networking. I have people come and listen to like 15, 20 minute presentation that I'll put on just to educate them. Uh, it's a free event um, and it has the networking piece of it as well. It's just because I like helping people. And from that, I actually had a lot of people come up to me and say, hey, did you ever consider coaching? And I was like, you know what? I really do like coaching. Like I, I like helping people. And even when I was little, I don't even know why. Like even in high school, people would always talk to me about their problems. <laughs> I think I have like more of like the easygoing, like making people feel comfortable type thing, seeing from both sides. So I kind of put it all together and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start a coaching business and uh, it's what I love. Um, So I created the Holly Hustle uh, as my coaching business. And that's something that I'm focusing on now uh, full time uh, with clients. And it doesn't have to be real estate related. It's not the whole cookie cutter, you know, buy my course type thing. It's really a hands-on one-on-one, which I do believe is, is a better, like, you know, as far as like um, education goes with like diving right in and and catering to the person and their needs. So it's kind of one-on-one like phone calls that I do weekly sessions. Let's circle back on a couple of things. This is the uh, Make the Great podcast. And typically we're talking to parents with kids or entrepreneurs, which both I think can learn a lot here. And it's about actions, right? 
So let, let's circle first. Of all, where'd you go to college? I went to St. Joe's in Philadelphia. Oh, Hawk the Hill. Hawks. Yep. Yeah, there you go. D1 softball. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, thank you. well it is. Hey, the Giants fan thing. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. But <laughs> okay, we'll circle back on that. Um, okay. So here, let, I want to kind of dig a little deeper into a few things. Um, you obviously have done a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think, I'm thinking the best way to say this. You, you decided that you had a path you wanted to follow. You sought out experts in that field, whether it was a course or maybe a mentor, things like this. You, you certainly didn't follow a path. Well, even though you did a little bit, going to college, major in something, and to get a career in that major, although you tried kind of to go in that direction. Um, well, is, is there something you would try to tell people you know, maybe from sort of just a, a macro viewpoint of, of some of the lessons that you learned and maybe maybe some of the mistakes you might have learned from as well that kind of led to where you are. Because clearly, you know, from what you're saying, it sounds like you, you're doing pretty well. I mean, you got some properties, you invested in some bigger things, uh, you get coaching, obviously you respected that way. And I think you got a lot to share. So, so what, what you know, somebody's young, let's say you got like a high school kid who's saying, gee, hmm, this sounds great. You know, what, what would you advise somebody like that? So like even when you're young, you know, and, and you're in school and you're going through the conventional ways of doing things, you know, go to school, get, get your degree and everything. It doesn't mean you have to be like a, a lot of kids get discouraged when they're not the top of the class. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough. You know, I would say uh, be open minded and be a sponge, learn everything you can. So you want to understand what your interests are and like your talents and what you would be good at. And, you know, something like that, like be a sponge, take all the information in that you can. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, even with my coaching that I even use today, and it sounds very basic, but what I, people come to me and they're like, well, you know what? I want to explore entrepreneurship and become business owner. I want to work for myself. I don't want to work for anyone. And that's fine. That's a great, you know, some people become, you know, some people are steered away from that because they want, oh, the education and that kind of piece, but it's not wrong to explore entrepreneurship at a younger age and business. No, and it's something that I think that. Um, you know, younger, younger kids should really kind of look into because once you're older, that that's what it is. Um, and really what I do is a simple exercise. I say, you know, if you don't know what you want to do, write down three columns on, on a piece of paper, literally okay. put down in one column, what, what do you want to do? What interests you? What, what are your likes? Even if you're not good at it. And then in the second column, put what you're good at. What are your talents? You know, what are you really good at? And even if you don't like it, and then the third column can be anything you dislike, your pain points. Like, what do you, what do you hate doing? What do you not like doing? That should give you the simple, like... Work, working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> homework. Yeah, homework. <laughs> like, yeah. that'll give Cleaning you an overall view of, you know, what... what so what, this is a really simple exercise, but I can see it could be very powerful. Right, especially because you're writing it down. It's not just sitting there thinking about it. It's right. very, like, it's... Writing things down are a lot better than just thinking things. No, no question. Writing things down implies sort of a commitment. Mm-hmm. It's multi-tactile. It's a fancy way to say it. Um, how, how often, I mean, somebody could do this once, right? But I, I'm getting the feeling in your life, this, you, you sound pretty self-disciplined with these things because you sound pretty driven. I'm going to make that assumption. Um, so, so let's say somebody does this exercise and they say, I like this. I like this. Because one of the premises is you want to do something you have some passion about, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, for you coaching, right. You get coaching, like the same way. I love teaching. I could do it all. Well, I do it all day, but um, I've been doing it for 30 years. You get, if to do something that long, you better like it. Or you're going to be miserable in your life. I can suggest that. Um, what was there like any precipitating single event or single thing that happened that 
really shifted you? Or was the, were all these things, things that kind of slowly developed over time? I mean, I'm hearing that you kind of started real estate kind of slow, like you bought a condo. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great commitment, but it's not like a gazillion dollars. Then you got a couple more properties. Now you're getting into bigger pieces. So that was kind of a ramp up, but in this whole journey you've been on, and you're a relatively younger person, Holly's probably five years younger than me, maybe, <laughs> at least. I know, I look very young. I look very, cre- I'm in my very creative math here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, you're not 70, you're not about to retire is my point, like, like in a conventional sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not ready for social security. So were there any precipitating singular events that really kind of super motivated you? Or was this all like a flow or one thing kind of led into another and then all of a sudden another door opened? How'd that work for you? I mean, not necessarily a single point of event. It was just more, I knew that I, I want, I was always good from a financial uh, perspective. Like I knew that I just wanted that. Like I started to see like people that work for themselves. Cause when you get older, like once you graduate college, you know, you're like, Oh, I can figure out what I want to do. And it's not wrong mm-hmm. to like, take some time to really figure that out. Like I said, like even with simple exercises and I kind of like, I was like, well, I like being creative. I like people. I like talking to people. I don't want to sit at a desk all day. That was kind of one of my things where, so I would start looking for things where, you know, in the finance world, maybe a financial advisor, because I like talking to people. I like handling money. Um, You know, I don't really have to sit at a desk all day. I can meet with people, obviously Um, pre-COVID. Right. But um, yeah, like it's things like that, that I kind of started to think about really with that exercise. And to your point, of course, it's something that what applied years ago is not the same now so it is something that you should do like every so often honestly probably even more than every year like i would say a six-month assessment on things like that Um, because you're always changing and like because i even write my own goals even if you have your your own goal like i I actually it's funny the other day because i write my own goals down and i looked at them the other day and i was like wow this is just only for six months from now and they're completely different and and that's okay because you just have to reassess what comes at you and make sure you're sure. still on track and driven and not falling back into the whole like plateau. Like you're literally on the same, if you're where you were today, like six months ago, then there you have to, you, you really have to kind of reassess what you're doing and is it what you like. Is it making mm-hmm. you happy? So and- let, let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. So I, you know, this is, this whole podcast, not necessarily about goal setting, but I think we can both agree they're really important. And they can be motivational because they can pull you towards something. They can also sometimes be demotivational because people get intimidated mm-hmm. in a sense by them. But uh, it, 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 can you give an example with that? I mean, something you'd be willing to talk about of goal that you set that really kind of drove you and maybe motivated more than just going with the flow of what was happening around you. Maybe like to buy a apartment or something yeah. or a, so for me, like my initial goals within, like I said, cause it was big, I was big on passive income. So I, my goal was to really, uh, at that time was to just purchase a rental for myself. And it was like a two family rental, which I actually worked towards and did. And by, and the, the way I figured out how to do that, I, I just talked to people. Like I said, I took the classes and then I just surrounded myself with people that had the knowledge of that. So I kind of, it's mentors, basically, like uh, mm-hmm. I went to networking events and, and surrounded myself with people that knew what they were doing in that field that I was interested in. So I kind of had like guidance along the way in order to do that. And then I started doing it. I got, I actually, I still have the two family rental. I, uh, today so you, so I you, just to be clear, so you maybe lived in one side, rented the other side that created some revenue for you. Well, actually, so I didn't actually live in it. 
but that is a great strategy to do because yeah. you move into one and then your mortgage is paid and then you're hopefully. So you actually were able to rent both, which is even yeah. better. I was able to rent both. And nice. because I was able to figure out like how to actually do it from like a lending perspective, like that's like a whole nother like mm-hmm. topic, Layer, but like right. there's different ways of lending to, to en- enable you to do that. Okay. Um, Beautiful. And in the meantime, like you're changed. building equity, right? Cause you're right. Assuming... And then that changed. So like, okay. as I was building equity within that, and I had partners that I had met along the way, just honestly through networking, going to events, meeting as many people as I okay. can, which is another important thing, off. you know, mm-hmm. like talking to people and, um, I started to realize like, Hey, there's more to this. Like, what about those people that purchase those apartment buildings? Someone has to own them. (laughs) So, uh, I started listening to podcasts and just, I mean, obviously I started with bigger pockets. They're like the biggest, you know, if if you want to start in real estate, you're going to listen to bigger pockets, one of the most popular. And then from there, I just branched off and, and started going to events that were, um, pretty much around the country. And um, they, like I, Rod Cleef is a huge one for me. Like I went to him and he incorporates mindset into it. So that's kind of how I figured out the whole like, network with people that purchased the larger apartment buildings. So your fundamental strategy, if I can sort of sum it up, was to ha- create a goal, find experts in that realm mm-hmm. that you could learn from, maybe even partner with to a degree mm-hmm. and hobnob with and network with until you acquired enough information or connections or both and the resources to get where you wanted to get. Now yeah, you're at another level and now you just move it up a notch and go for bigger people and bigger projects and things like that. Right. Talk about networking for a second, because one of the things I, I try to convince um, college age kids for sure, high school, maybe not so much. And I think a lot of adults in business would understand this, but it, it, it's the cliche. It's not what you know, it's who you know, right? But you got to, but you have to know something. You can't mm-hmm. not know anything and just know a lot of people. But, but I think that can really start in college. You know, like yeah. even being in like a fraternity or a sorority or, you know, being in a service group or something where you're just getting to know people because the business world, obviously you're selling a service or a product or coaching or what have you, but you have to deal with people. You have to learn just interpersonal skills, right? Mm-hmm. So, I know the answer is going to be a lot, but how important was networking to you in this whole process? And I know you continue to network because we've been in the same networking yeah. group of times. Um, yeah. People, it's a little sidebar. Um, but but you know, maybe speak from the perspective of, of an up-and-coming person who isn't quite there yet. What can people learn from networking? Which, you know, I mean, networking has been the one thing that has gotten, if you can kind of like dumb it down to what was the one thing. It's really been networking that has gotten okay. me where I am today. As opposed because, to a class As opposed to talk. like, if somebody says like, um, I don't know, money, like I didn't come from money. It's not okay. money like to do like real estate. So you weren't like a multimillionaire that's just turning no. it into billions. Okay. <laughs> from Jersey City. <laughs> well, I mean, there must be somebody in Jersey City that's rich, but. Yeah. And so either, like, you know, and cause, because people, if you're open-minded, I would say that the key is to be open-minded and willing to learn because okay. if you can learn something from any, with any conversation, just be open-minded to who you, uh-huh. who you meet. And I've literally every, everything I do now between a lawyer an accountant, um, my partners, uh, even you like it just comes through networking and people yes. that, you know, and that you create, it's all about creating relationships. And this is why with like, even with coaching, I don't care about what business you do. It's because at the end of the day, 
business is mindset. It's all about your mindset and the drive and just knowing that you can like do that and be willing, just be willing to go and, and put yourself out there. I mean, I would say for someone that's younger too, a really good thing to do, like even if in college, honestly, find, find the richest guy, you know, someone that does very, very well for themselves or like, you know, but offer to work for them for free and have them just, if with why would somebody want to do that? And, and literally like take them out to even if you have to take them out to lunch take them out to lunch pay for their lunch say hey Sweet. what's one piece of advice that okay. you that you wish that you knew when you were my age and then have wow. them talk to you about it and then once you and then have the conversation and say hey look uh if you're open and willing to i will work for you for a year you know if uh, as long as you teach me things and then mm-hmm. at the end of that year you know, we can talk about maybe you hiring me, but if you don't feel that I'm good enough, then it's okay. We'll part ways. Mm. You know, a lot of people would say that's an incredible idea. And some people say, why would I want to work for free? And I'm saying that rhetorically because clearly the answer, at least partly should be to learn from these people. Mm. But what people don't see, which is a little less obvious on the surface is connections you'll make and, and people you'll meet. I've, I know lots of people who have jobs now because they used to work somewhere else, made connections there. People, people routinely move around different jobs, but they keep the connections and now they get other opportunities, other places. Happens right. in every industry, pretty much. Um, hey, Steve Green, my guest, Holly Fagan, the Holly Hustle. We're gonna talk about that name in a sec. Um, Holly is, is uh, coming from us and talking about, uh, really, I think a lot of really valuable things. Not so much academic, um, but, but this is really success principles, things that everybody's going to need to know. And the whole idea of goals, getting driven on goals, learning from people who are experts in their field, which I agree, super important. Um, you you want to uh, single out any, I know you mentioned a few names with the podcast and real estate, but for anybody who's been particularly uh, valuable as a mentor slash resource for you that you want to just sort of honor here? Yeah, I mean, and like really with like the larger apartment buildings and things like that, Rod okay. Keefe is one that Rod really, Keefe. who, and yeah, not paid to do that. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, well, yeah. because sometimes people don't realize where they got help until later. Mm-hmm. I, get, I mean, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story, not to toot my own horn, but maybe this will a little. I was down the supermarket like a month ago. Uh, I, we were making something that we like didn't have soy sauce. I was like, I hate going to the supermarket for one thing. It's annoying, but that's what I had to do. Anyway, I'm in line to check out. As a person behind me looked familiar, but I couldn't quite place them. And they're looking at me and I, and we were like, I know you. And it turned out it was somebody I tutored when they were in ninth grade biology. Then a couple of years later for the SAT. Okay. And this was, and okay. Now to give you a perspective, they are now a surgical resident at a local hospital. So since I work with them, they went to college, they went to med school, they did whatever you do after med school, blah, blah, blah. And now they're a surgeon. It was pretty cool. So um, I said, wow, this is great. I like, obviously I don't want to take credit. And he goes, no, 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 you really helped me is bio. And if I hadn't really gotten through bio, I might not have blah, 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 blah. So maybe there was like a certain percentage that I actually had to do with that in, in real life. But people, I think at the time it happens, don't always necessarily understand the value some of the things around them are doing. They look at setbacks as negative. Oh my, this stinks, this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. When really the lessons you could learn might be more valuable than the negative of the setback, for sure. Um, I think the other di- idea is you, you can't 
give me your viewpoint on this. You have to be motivated. You have to be somewhat aggressive. You have to be really, you have to believe in yourself. You have to be proactive, right? No very successful person generally is going to go and say, Hey, you, uh, person going nowhere in your life, come here. I want you to work for me for a year and I'm going to teach you everything I know. Like maybe it happens in like movies and stuff, but, uh, but generally speaking, it's the other way around. It's the people, I guess, on the lower side, trying to make their way up to the, to the sort of the other stuff. I mean, I would definitely any day take drive over talent. Mm -hmm. I, because people with drive, even if they're not, they, even if they don't know what they're doing, if they're somebody that can get the job done and they're accountable, like they, they say they, they're, they do what they say they're going to do. And they're truly interested. They want to learn. They're open-minded. I would much rather take that person over someone that's just naturally talented to get the job done because that person is valuable mm-hmm. in the sense that you can teach them so many yes. different things. You can teach skills. Absorb. Yep. Yes. You can teach skills. It, and then they'll run with it and they'll be creative with it. You can, you can teach that. Mm. Uh, speaking of the word creative, one of the things that we talked about in our, in our, in, the, in our pregame here today, she's <laughs> a sports analogy, uh, is the idea of creative thinking, right? As opposed to necessarily only striving for super high grades, you know, high grades aren't a guarantee of success any more than low grades are a guarantee of lack of success. Um, how has creative thinking or whatever helped you in your journey? I mean, it's certainly like outside the box, like in terms of like just being an entrepreneur in general, you know, it's, it's kind of frowned upon sometimes just because it's not the whole, you go to college, get a degree um, it, that, and you, I wouldn't, I'm not saying don't get a degree. You should have education. Um, but if you want to explore entrepreneurship, you know, later on in life or at the same time, which is kind of the route I took, I still have my W my, my full-time job. I still have that. So, um, you know, I would say certainly like, don't, don't feel bad to be creative or like, if you're someone that isn't getting high grades in school, that doesn't mean you're a failure, you know, like that's, you're, you're probably the creative person that just has different interests, or maybe you don't learn that way. So it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to, and and you're going to survive and you're going to get grades to make you pass, but you, you had to get creative in what you did to actually pass and get there. So that's outside the box thinking that will help you later on in life in the business world, not so much studying from a textbook. Talk about the Holly hustle. It, 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 how'd you come up with the name? I mean, obviously it's HH, which has kind of a nice to be, ring to uh, it. witty with it. Okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, a lot of this, and, and that's not, that's my like personal creative side. Like I, I'm a, aside from like the business, I, I, I actually am a pretty creative person. Like I like photography, taking pictures. Oh. I created all of my websites. Like I had nice. my, my yeah. peace of mind property. That's my real estate company. I created that website. I created the Holly hustle. I like doing that. So I like trying to think of things that are catchy, like slogans and stuff like that wording. So if your name was Renee, it wouldn't be the Renee hustle. <laughs> no. <laughs> have a middle name? Is there Holly something? Uh, my middle name is Anne, but you know. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a Holly nice Ann name. Hustle. <laughs> Holly Ann Hustle. It's sort of like Anne, Holly Ann Hustle. <laughs> Well, no, it, it's good because it, it isn't, it's hustle implies a lot of things you've been talking about, you know, sort right. of a, a little higher and was, effort. Yes. And it was what I was going uh, a for. A persistence. Too. I mean, hustle is a verb, obviously, but it can also be sort of a noun. Um, yeah. So it's like, Ollie hustle. Like, hey, let's get it going. Come on, step it up, you know, a little bit more, work a little bit harder. Um, it, do you have, I know, I know you have a fairly disparate potential to coach people, but is there one particular sort of lane that, like people are listening to saying, wow, 
this Holly, she is full energy. Love it. I think she can help me. But is there like one sort of particular uh, type of person you think you can help or maybe a particular outcome you can drive people towards or help help people yeah. get to? It's probably a better way to say it. Right. And, and like I said, like the, I, my coaching isn't only towards like business owners and entrepreneurs, because like I said, like at the end of the day, it's kind of whatever business you're in, it doesn't have to be real estate. Like it, it's it, there, you have a sales team, you have a marketing team, or you're going to be, we're all salesmen of ourselves as individuals. Yes, so yes we are. it's all about mindset. And that's really what I focus on. Like a person that can be stuck someone like you said, to your point, that doesn't know what they want to do yet, but they know that they want to explore entrepreneurship or they want to, they want to know where to start, or maybe they have a full-time job. They're just struggling there and they need to work things through Mm -hmm. with their boss, get to the next level. Someone that's really looking to just explore other options and, or within your lane, like whichever job that you have, you want to make yourself better, like to get promoted to the next level. Or it could be like a mindset shift. If you'd like, you know, something more motivating. A lot of people that I do coach majority of the time, it's more people that I get that just gravitate towards me are the ones that have a ton of things going on. So they just need to pare it down and focus on that one thing and understand how to, or it's more like, you know, they, they don't, they know what they need to do, but they avoid doing what they need to do. (laughs) So like, that's like, we always avoid the elephant in the room. Well, let, let, (laughs) let me underscore one thing you said, because I think this is a good lesson for anybody who does have a lot going on, which is typically a student, right? You got all these classes, you got this and that, pulling all these directions. Much more effective to focus on one thing at a time. Focus, get it done, concentrate, then move on. I teach that all the time when I'm doing any sort of executive functioning sort of thing, which is sort of the parallel term for what you called mindset. Um, and I've seen kids, they'll, they'll have like math homework and they'll, there'll be 30 problems, they'll do 10, then they'll go do history, they'll get half of that done. And then it takes them twice as long when they get a third done. Um, yeah, focusing on one thing. In fact, there's a book called The One Thing, which I always recommend to yeah. people. Really good. Um, anything we didn't talk about, because we're going to wrap this up soon enough, but anything we did not talk about you really want to share? Um, and I mean, realistically, like I said, with what goes basically with the simple exercise that I did, it's like if, if you're someone that, I guess, doesn't really know what you want to do, um, just be open to options. You know, like, like I said, talk to everybody, you know, there are tons of things like, and, and having a coach, like I said, it's somebody that can really act as that sounding board. If you really are, go, or if you're going through issues and you just need somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. it's like, there's exercises to do. Like I said, the simple uh, exercises with the columns, you know, yes. another, another good exercise with that. It's just like, as an example, it's like a coach pretty much pushes you to do things that you aren't thinking of or things that you just need to do. Like a lot of the time people know what they need to do, but they just have a hard time doing it because they don't have that push. And it's like another exercise, like I said, with the, if you don't know what you want to do, talk to your five closest people around you. And obviously Mm -hmm. don't make that be your mom, your dad, your brother. (laughs) Like if you have like a your friend, a friend, (laughs) yeah, a a family member, a friend, um, a coworker, or if a student, if you're in class with them, or if you have a hobby, sports somebody from like your your baseball team ask them you know just questions like what do you see my talents as like most people won't do that but like because it's probably kind of weird <laughs> but uh, that's yeah. very it's, valuable. it's a different context and they might typically interact with you right and it's it's but. very different because like what you what you might think you're good at or want to do might not be what you give off like others might perceive you as good at one thing but you might not even have thought of that and you'll find 
you'll be like, you know what? I didn't even think of that. I'm great at this. Like, why didn't I see this? But it's other people see, it's basically seeing your actions versus what you say. So it's like, and that's, you know, you can ask them, what are are the skills that I, that- You know what I I hear people say sometimes is something like, um, like I loved, this is kind of a a combination of like three conversations I have with you, but I love to draw but I can never make any money as an artist. So I'm going to stay uh, being a, um, I don't know, whatever, an accountant. And mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there completely as an example. And, and it, I don't think it's necessarily questioning one's ability per se, but at some point you got to circle back around to, to supporting yourself. Right. Right. Like, like there are realities out there. I mean, not that everybody's got to be a gazillionaire, but um, you know, it, there is a point where you have to be marketable. Right. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, this is great. That, yeah. No, keep going. Keep going. Anything else? No, I was you say, that, that's just a, a good point though, that you brought up because like a lot of people, they look for the shiny dollar. Maybe mm-hmm. I should spend my time, spend most of my time doing what's going to make me a lot of money. But really what you should do is kind of say, well, the things that I'm currently doing, it's the time value of money, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it, yep. is the thing that I'm spending my most time on actually even giving me enough money? Or it's not mm. even about money. Is it, do I have passion? Like am or I any sort of satisfaction about? too. So there's also that, that people forget. So you really have to evaluate what you're doing and mm. make sure that it's fulfilling, not just money and your time. Well, let's see if we can summarize here a little bit, because we talked about many things. I, and I think all of them are, are super valuable. Holly Hustle. Holly Fagan Hustle. Holly Hustle Fagan. Holly and Fagan Hustle. Um, well, uh, thank you again uh, in the uh, Make the Great Podcast. And the goal here is to give people actions, give you actions, parents for your kids, kids for yourselves, entrepreneurs for yourselves or anybody you know. So, we, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this in any order I can remember. We talked about the importance of networking, talked about some specific skills like our three-column exercise, uh, mindset, talked about the value of a coach, talked about the value of a plan, trying to find an expert. What am I leaving out, Holly? Um, mm, well, whatever. <laughs> but these are all things you know what the common denominator is to all these you got to do them right the, no, there's nothing you, we talked about today or really you presented today that doesn't involve some amount of action and i think that's maybe that's really the most important takeaway at all um 10 countries right what's your favorite one are you counting the u.s is it really 11 <laughs> it's probably more actually <laughs> yeah you had a favorite um, like one you got to go back to soon yeah sooner like later. so as far as like a, a beautiful like switzerland was really pretty because they had the mix of you had snow at the top of the mountain then you come down and it's all green and then they also had waterfalls so it's like you get a good mix there same like i and just a name of you like i've been to italy amsterdam france switzerland austria um I don't even know where Germany, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I've been to, a, I mean, that one stands out as far as like a lot of like being pretty, obviously Italy was great for the food, the pasta there's like nothing else. <laughs> the food there is, is, is I, I will agree with that. I've been to Italy and the food in Italy is, is not really like American Italian food. It's really, same. Yeah. And I've been to Greece and Spain. Um, that, I mean, I, I, Greece is beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, I would want to go back there too, because there's just so many parts of the Island to explore. It's crazy. Any place you have not been that is like top of your bucket list to visit? Yeah, I mean, I haven't I actually haven't done Bora Bora in the Maldives. Like that's oh, like okay. more of like relaxing. You see those huts. 
But um, yeah, the ones on I, the top of the water. I know it's, yeah. it's cool pictures. But what I'd like to, I mean, I actually, before COVID, I was interested. I was going to go to Dubai just because I was interested in looking like at their architecture. Like I really mm -hmm. like taking pictures, like I said, of just like that interests me having the creative eye. Like my dad did photography um, on the side too. So I probably get that from him. <laughs> hmm. But um, yeah, that's a part of my creative side, Dubai with the architecture and the buildings. Every time I travel, I always take pictures. Do you have any uh, like hobbies or anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, that basically well, photography travel, is I, one travel. Yes. Yeah, it's not normal for me to really not travel. And this year, I really haven't. Um, like I said, I usually go to like out of the country, like at least two to three times a year. And I just haven't. Well, nobody. Um, I mean, maybe this year we can. So yeah. Eagles Giants, who's going to win this year? Uh, what do you think? I, I mean, neither of them, I think, are tearing up the league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his last year was a terrible for everybody. Yeah, I, I can't even speak because of the way the <laughs> Well, the horrible thing was it came down to that last game and the Eagles like tanked it. So the Giants were out of the playoffs. That's probably not making anybody in we the yeah, Meadowlands belt happy. But uh, that was just a that was just a mess on all sides. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to go out of limb here. I think I think they split. I think they go one and one this year. I don't know. Who knows? And nothing to base that on at all. I can't see him losing both and I can't see him winning both. So I mean, I'll be at some of those games. I like going. There you go. It, it's like, it used to be like the only way you could get giant season tickets. Like they don't even sell game tickets because the whole stadium is seasons. And right. you just had to literally wait for somebody to die. That's true. You put your name on the wait list. And I actually did that. And my uncle has tickets. So I use his. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I had a friend when I was living in New Brunswick who got on their list. This was like in the late eighties who like 22 years later, got a letter. They actually sent a letter to like an address you hadn't been at in like five years, but somehow they knew to get it to them. Like saying, wow, you know, you can actually buy a ticket. That took 22 years. Because <laughs> on the waiting list that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been, they've been a long, long story franchise. All right. This has been great, Holly. I really want to thank you. It did take a, we, we've been, folks, we've been trying to do this for like three months because I know Holly's got a lot to say. I think we kind of just scratched the surface and maybe, and get you back another time to share some more. But um, if, oh, you know what we didn't do? My bad. Um, how would people reach you? Website, email, what, what do you yeah, want to give so out? so all my information is pretty much on my website, which is thehollyhustle.com. Okay. Uh, and, you know, you can find me on Facebook, Holly Fagan, or Instagram. It's the underscore Holly underscore hustle. So okay. pretty easy. Same name. Yeah, yeah. Well, consistency, brand consistency. Yep. That's a big one. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. So uh, there we go. Uh, I would check it out. You got any giveaway or any event coming up you want to plug? You know, it's funny at my events, I do give things away. I, cause, and it's free too. Like I have my, um, my in-person meetups that I have that's, and actually you can find that too on uh, meetup.com. Okay. Sounds like a dating service, but <laughs> you yeah, look no, it is. And I'm, I'm familiar with it. It's legit. <laughs> yeah. You look up multifamily masters uh, for New Jersey. I can even give you a link to that too. And um, okay. we'll run the monthly events and um, we put on presentations. We do have giveaways. Um, so welcome to attend and just get educated and talk to some great people. Well, as a closing exercise, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to talk a little, so you have time to think of this. See if you can sum up everything that you mentioned today in one really concise, powerful sentence. So I'm going to just going to ramble for 15 more seconds. So you can think of this. Um, hey, we are make the great podcast. If you're interested in being a guest, you got something to say, please reach out to me. I am looking for guests all the time. You know, I've had some fantastic guests and I appreciate them all. Um, and this is all about actions. I would hope in, you're listening to this, you go, wow, I can do that. I want to do that. Well, this helped me. Leave that kind of stuff in the comments. 
share it. Please share the podcast, things like that. So here it is. The last word for Holly, sum it all up for us. I would say like, instead of an actual sentence, basically don't be afraid to explore entrepreneurship, take action and talk to everybody, you know, even if it's just a conversation about who you are, (laughs) create connections. It's literally about networking in terms of you know, anything, because if you have a question about something that somebody specializes in and you're not, you could just pick up the phone and call them or text. You know, I know a lot of people nowadays. <laughs> hey, it's communication. That, but... Communication is fine. Let's see what the studio audience thought of that. They love it. <laughs> All right. Excellent. 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 Thanks again. Hey, folks, we'll be back next time. Check it out. If you like it and you aren't already, please subscribe and share. Uh, I, my vision here is that the more people that get information like what we talked about today and Holly's wisdom, the more people we're helping, the better. So please share it. Tell your friend, tell everybody, you know, and we'll go from there. Holly, thanks again. We will see you next time. So thank you.